If you asked me, will Gary out idiot me on this podcast episode, <laughs> my answer would be... Our favorite part of the movie or show are the credits at the start and the end. The songs are like a long-lost friend. Credits score. Where credits get the credit they're due. We are rolling, Gary. Oh, right. Or should I say... Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're gonna be we're gonna be like uh, horrible morning DJs with this one. <laughs> I wish I had a boing sound to go with it just for fun, but I don't. So Auga Oh <laughs> uh, well. Yes, I was just getting ready to. I was going okay. to say, do it, Gary. Welcome everyone to the third episode of Credits Scorantine. Oh yeah, beautiful. <laughs> All right. So, just for the record, I'm Gary Dudak, and I'm a uh, I'm Max Miller, better known as the Ferris Bueller of this podcast. Well, actually. I no, actually, I guess I'm more Cameron. Yeah, I was gonna say I want to get into that because, like, growing up, I got a lot of Cameron comparisons just for the way I looked. Because I had kind of the moppy haircut and I was really skinny, and uh, I don't know, I just cool looking, handsome. I guess probably. I guess that's why uh, I don't look. <laughs> I, I love Alan Ruck as much as the the next person, but I don't know if handsome was <laughs> his thing. But uh, but I would say I'm more of a Ferris though in the. Uh, in the sheets, if you know what I mean. I'm a Cameron on the streets, but a Ferris in the sheets. Does that make sense? Am I using like, that right? You're like a mannequin? <laughs> I don't know, man. Um, I do want to say, though, that I have to talk a little quieter this week because I got in trouble for being a little too loud last week. So to my viewers... Oh. Yeah, well, I'm no big deal. But, you know, the baby was, was moving around because I was getting excited the baby got mad at you uh she didn't get mad at me she was waking up on the monitor and the wife the wife said hey keep it down a little bit just a little bit so i'm gonna do my best i'm gonna do my best she, sarah's like take take it easy gary keep the <laughs> keep those pepper pig snorts down to a minimum you're like honey you're like honey it's not a big deal we're not gonna be snorting this episode we're fine i was loudly snorting and oinking and saying uh this is my little brother george if you haven't listened <laughs> last week to peppa pig episode um turned out well but i was a little loud apparently so anyways. i can't wait till uh parker wakes up on the monitor because she hears this what <laughs> <laughs> if i just i should just open her nursery door right now and just blare that and see how she how she handles it <laughs> Every kid needs to hear that as a wake up call. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow morning. Actually, when she's getting, when she's starting to stir, just bust in. Oh yeah, she probably knows enough words now to sing that entire song. Yeah, I think so. Actually, <laughs> she said she said her first sentence the other day. You want to know what it was? Uh, my daddy sucks. No, no, pretty oh. pretty close though. She said, "Oh no, I broke it." About her stroller, she didn't actually break it, but she thought she did. So. She said, oh, no, I broke it. 
me and Sarah were like, holy shit, did she just say like a, an actual sentence? So it's pretty Mensa. Crazy. Yeah. Let's get Mensa <laughs> on the phone. <laughs> For those who don't know, my daughter's 18 months and she is a blabbermouth. So she's it's it's coming at us. As as Ferris Bueller would say, life is coming at us pretty fast, or it's moving pretty fast. I can't remember the quote, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. Uh you clicked play on this thing, uh listeners. You know that we're doing Ferris Bueller and we're just not randomly referencing a movie from the eighties just for the <laughs> heck of it here for no reason. You know, sometimes though, you just kinda your 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 podcast app just goes into the next thing and they might not know. So if you don't know, we're doing Ferris Bueller's day off. They're like it's pretty common that people are making Alan Ruck references <laughs> on just any old podcast. So I'm glad they pointed out that it's Ferris Bueller's day off. Hey, maybe they think it's our succession podcast. You never know. Or episode. That's true. Yeah. We did do the succession opening credits and they should all go listen to that because Alan Ruck, of course, is in that. He's, but- he's a beaut. He's a beaut. Um, I just want to point out before we get started. Uh, it is Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, it is. As we're recording this, and this will probably show people... Uh, how long it takes me to edit an episode <laughs> by the time they hear this and it's up and we're saying it's Cinco de Mayo. <laughs> uh, you, I mean, give you, give you a week or so, but it's Cinco de Mayo when we're recording this tonight. Uh, I have a Dos Equis with me. Uh, Max is drinking a mezcal. Um, my, we're, we're doing our, our third quarantine. Uh, what's a squad cast? So we're not in the same office like usual. Um, yeah, Gary, Gary's at home. I'm at home. Yeah, we're recording on Squadcast, which if anyone's listening, by the way, it's been awesome. And if you need something to use to record a podcast, I recommend it. I wouldn't say it's been awesome because I have to look at your face now, like way, way too as, much. As as opposed to when you're here in person. Well, where you're looking I'm looking more at the screen. I'm kind of at my crotch, you sick bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking. I get to look at Biscuit more. <laughs> hey, Gary, my eyes are up here. <laughs> I can still see your crotch if you just tilt the camera down a little bit. You know what? I'm going to make you talk to my crotch this entire recording. <laughs> Please don't. And I have to look at your uh, pompadour haircut because you haven't cut your hair in a long time. Can we talk? Uh, we got to talk about that. This has gotten serious. Like you can't like I'm at least wearing headphones right now. I'm going to take them off for you to yeah, look. Yeah, it's, it's just it's poofing. It's yeah. it's gotten out of control and I don't know what to do about it. And I'm about days away from Skylar cutting it my girlfriend yeah dude it, it me, sarah did mine and my wife did mine i mean combined with me hey but you you did a buzz i don't want to do a buzz. why not we're going to be in this fucking quarantine for at least another couple months <laughs> anyone who's sane anyways will be so you know just just fucking do it and uh we can grow our hair out together what do you say uh, biscuit just gave a little bark out biscuits here and he does not agree with you biscuits no no that that was a bark of approval that was a def no bis, bis, biscuit and i are both uh longer haired beings and we don't want to buzz our hair either neither one whatever of us. man you're missing out it's summer it's hot right now it's pretty damn hot or gonna be summer and uh this this coronavirus is just gonna go away with the warm weather might as well buzz that buzz that hair you know the longer this conversation goes on the more i believe that i'm cameron and you are ferris <laughs> in this episode i'll give you that see there you go there you go um anyways ha- when happy- when max miller was in egypt's land <laughs> you want to know something i actually don't know this movie that well does that surprise you what yes that does surprise me you're you okay let's get into that you're you you are from the chicago area i'm from chicago but it's i've 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 said this to you and to our listeners many many times before i am not an 80s child i'm not an 80s i was born in 83 and, but I just I'm not into 80s movies, so there's something about like anywhere from uh, like Princess Bride and Goonies and all those classic 80s movies that people love. I just either haven't seen them or I've seen them once or twice and just didn't really care about them. So 
I didn't see Ferris Bueller's Day Off un- like completely until I was in college. And I think I just watched it, you know, drunkenly with buddies. And then there was this girl that I was friends with who watched it a lot. Like she was obsessed with, uh, with Ferris Bueller. You remember, remember AIM, AOL Instant Messenger? Like her, her, sure. I was a, a young fool seven. Wait, you weren't Miller Lite or whatever the fuck? Was that your Yahoo? School? I was all, that, that was later. In high school, I was young fool seven. When I got cool enough for college, I was Miller Lite, L Y T E. You're still Miller Lite on your email, right? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> I know. We got stuck yeah. with those for the rest of our lives. <laughs> Anyways, there was this girl that was, that was friends with, and her away message was always the uh, life. Is it, is it life comes at you fast? No, live, life, life, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop and look around once in a while, you might miss it. I got my hands behind my head. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So resting. So that to me, I just don't really care. I, I don't. It, I don't. It doesn't really resonate with me. Uh, I don't have any special connection to this movie, even though I I liked it. I, I've seen it a couple times in college and since. It's enjoyable, but I just don't have the uh, fondness for it that other people do. So it's a love story to Chicago. I know. I know, and I love Chicago, and it's and. Is there what other movies are as big of a love story to Chicago as uh, Ferris Bueller? That's a great question. Uh, I should have done some research on that, but I can't think of any off the top of my head right now. But there's a ton of movies that are in Chicago that are like Cubs games and whatnot. Um, God, what the fuck? Oh, Rookie of the Year is a well, that's more of a Cubs thing, but yeah, that's not really the same. But I I like that movie, and that's a '90s movie. I'm more of a '90s kid, is what I'm saying. So, uh, man, now you now you have me thinking of what the fuck are Chicago movies? I have to look this up. Got to be some some stuff with John Cusack. I think you just took longer to like understand conversation or something, so you couldn't really watch movies until you were <laughs> a little bit older than the rest no, of no, us. No, no, no. But I I would say that like 1989, 1990, pretty much my life began with the Bulls dynasty. Is what I'm trying to say. Okay. <laughs> mom, mom, dad, they talk too fast in the movies. <laughs> what are you, Woody <laughs> Allen? <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> I got to go. I got to go make love to my daughter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Isn't it stepdaughter, though, at least? Or adopted daughter? I, I forget. Whatever it is, it's gross. Sorry. So, uh, Blues Brothers is a, is a good Chicago movie. But once again, 80s movie, I'm not I'm not the biggest fan of it. Fucking Untouchables is good. I like that one. That's a Chicago movie. Oh, Dark Knight. Dark Knight. That's a good Chicago movie. The Batman movie? Yeah. Yeah. That one's a good one. You, you know that's Gotham, right? Yeah, I know, but they use Chicago in it. There's a lot of... There's like... No, but that's not like a, it's not like saying this is Chicago. Pay attention to this. But I'm just saying, Wacker Drive is featured. Uh, Home Alone is a Chicago movie, even though they, I mean, it's based in Chicago. Oh, uh, Christmas Vacation, Chicago movie, even though they hardly. Well, I mean, well, these are all John Hughes movies and he loves Chicago. He's from Chicago. He's, this is, yeah. Anyways, you're right. This is considered a love story to Chicago, according to John Hughes. And I, you know, just don't really care that much about it, even though it's my uh, homeland. So, well, unlike you, I love this movie growing up. It was a regular watch in the Miller household. Yeah. It's because, you know, it's like, there's nothing like super like, risque about it there's some things here and there there's some jokes yeah. but it's like you can it's a family film it's like a it's, family friendly movie yeah yeah, sure. yeah and it's just a fun movie and it's easy it's easy to watch over and over again so we're talking about ferris bueller but we didn't mention that we are doing the end credits yes we are not doing the opening credits the opening credits are okay actually they're kind of like the start of the movie and they're good too i don't even remember but the end credits are a lot of fun so that's what we're going through here indeed 
And I do like them. And I have some fun facts for you, for sure. Yeah. So when do you, so you think the last time you saw this movie was college or more recently than that? It, it was, no, it was college. I think it was like my senior year of college. Okay. Skylar and I watched it last night. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. I, I just wanted to be fresh on some, because I, I feel like I have not seen it for some time now. And I wanted to be fresh on some of the. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I have all the, the plot points down and stuff. I remember everything about, well, all we need to know is the end credits. And I think I know everything I need to know for that. So we're good. We're good. Yeah. And I'm ready to rock. Yeah. Should we start? Should we start Let's them? Let's start it up. Okay. So right before the end credits starts, we get the last line from Ferris and then the credits start. The famous line that I've already nailed several times. Life is moving pretty quickly, everyone. So just buckle up or you're going to miss it. Life and life, life comes at you like a parakeet <laughs> uh, that's with the cage that's been left open. And uh, life is like a canary in a coal mine. And if you don't get down there and take a look for yourself, you might miss it. Is that right? Life is like a hairy llama that has too much spit in its mouth. <laughs> I don't know. I'm done. Hairy okay. llama. I like that. Yeah, I don't even know where that came. Just looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let Matthew Broderick take it away. Yep. I said it before and I'll say it again. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Nice. Yeah, I'm going to stop it there. So setting it up, I'm going to go off my memory here. Like I said, I haven't seen this since probably 2005. But he just duped his parents after having an amazing day with his friends playing hooky. Yes. He dodged uh, all attempts by the dean, uh, Dean Rooney, Ed Rooney, the character. Mm-hmm. And he is laying in bed. And he puts his hands behind his head, and he's just feeling good. And he says the line, and that leads into the music, which we heard. They just demolished a nearly priceless automobile, him and Cameron. That's right. Cameron, Cameron's dad's car. And uh, Ferris has got not a worry in the world. Yep. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He just possibly ruined his friend's life. His his friend who's depressed and dealing with an overbearing father. He's. I mean, there is some... Uh, Cameron, there's some fucked up shit going on with it, whatever his relationship is with his father. I feel for that guy. You know, just a quick aside, I, it always bothered me that he wore a Detroit Red Wings jersey because, you know, I'm a Chicago Blackhawks fan. And uh, I did you find, did you know why he wore that? I read a few reasons that have floated around the internet, but there's no nothing definitive. Well, apparently Alan Ruck came out himself and said that like he thinks the character was wearing it just to just to spite his father, piss his father off. Okay, see, I, I think so. This is what this is my uh, theory about this. I think Alan Ruck, who I think is a humorous guy, I think when people ask him about this, he gives a different answer every time because I've read like three Alan Ruck quotes that say different things about oh, why really? he's wearing. Yeah. So another one that I saw was okay. So they're in Chicago, obviously. So it's kind of weird that he's not wearing a Blackhawks jersey. Yeah, yeah. So another interview he gave, he said that Cameron wears the Red Wings jersey because Cameron had a grandfather he loved in Detroit who used to take him <laughs> to Red Wings games. And it's yeah, it's kind of despite his dad, but he, that he's got a great relationship with his grandpa. So he gave a little more, even more backstory with that. A different expert. Okay, got it. Yeah, and then another another rumor is that uh, John Hughes was a big Gordy Howe fan, even though he's from Chicago. But he, he just like loved yeah. Gordy well, Howe Gord- as a kid growing up. So it's a it's a Gordy Howe jo- jersey, obviously. So God, didn't Gordy Howe end up playing with the Blackhawks though? Right, he did eventually, I think. So there's kind of there's kind of some like crossover there, right? Am I right about that, or am I making that up? 
I, I can't. I can't remember. Are you looking it up right now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. I'm pretty sure he did. We don't want to get facts wrong on this podcast, Gary. We definitely never do that. <laughs> I mean, maybe I. Fu- maybe I'm fucking wrong. I don't know. Why do I, I feel say. like he didn't play for the Blackhawks? No, he didn't. He didn't. He was. He was all Red Wings, and then he went to Houston. So I don't know what. The, I thought maybe at the very end of his career he did, but anyways, I'm wrong. I am wrong about that. Cut that out. As always. No, I'm going to keep that in there. Only, Cut only how it. Okay. So anyway, yeah, we got. Matthew Broderick playing Ferris Bueller. We got Alan Ruck playing Cameron. What's his last name? Uh, oh, shit. I just looked this up, too. What the fuck? We're on a roll here with the facts. Cameron Crow, I think, is what it <laughs> is. Gotta be. Gotta be Cameron Crow. Uh, hang on one sec. Cameron Diaz. Cameron. Cameron Fry. Cameron Fry. Fry. Come on. That's so yeah. easy to remember. Crow was pretty close. Yeah. So. Yeah. And now we're, we hear the song that people... It's known for this movie. Yeah. Or because of this movie. Yeah. This movie put this song on the map and it's become one of the biggest like songs of all time as far as like pop culture goes. Yeah. I would say that it's used, it's used anytime there's like a, a lustful or a greedy or a, somebody is in the want or sees a hot babe or a good looking car. This is what this is what you hear. Like you looking at me at the screen right now? No, no, no. Gary, stop looking at my crotch. My eyes are up here, Gary. When, when I was, whenever I tilt the camera down just a little bit so Max can see my more of my sleeveless arms. Look at look at these muscles I'm rocking here in this muscle oh, shirt. Oh, Gary huh? and his sleeveless tees. They're just like pretty good. Uh, pretty good. Looking pretty pretty good in quarantine. So the song is Oh Yeah, aptly named Yep, by a, uh, I forget, it's a band called Yellow, Y-E-L-L-O. Yes. No W. And I forget, I forget the nationality of the songwriters, but I know one of them is... Swedish? His name is... Are they Swedish? Is it Swedish? Yeah, I think so. One of them's name is... Why, why is Dieter Meyer a, a name that, like... They're Swiss, by the way. Uh-huh. Swiss, Swiss band. That's what I said. Uh, Dieter... You said Swedish. Isn't that different? Oh. Yeah. Isn't... Yeah, you idiot. <laughs> All right, let's see who can out idiot the other one tonight. I'm pretty sure I'm barely ahead. It's neck and neck right now. <laughs> <laughs> but you're 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 pulling you're pulling up on, up on me here. No wonder your baby girl looks like she's in Mensa compared to us. <laughs> uh, anyways, songwriters are Boris Blank and Dieter Meyer. I don't know why, but Dieter Meyer is like a familiar name to me. But I think he might have gone on to like have his own career or something. The only thing I, I can find out about him is that this song, because of this movie, obviously, and how popular it was, made them so much money. He took that money and made some really good investments, and he's worth $175 million wow. around there now because of it. So maybe I just I just know him from reading up on my uh, Forbes uh, articles and my Wall Street Journal and stuff, probably. That's it. That's got to be it. Well, um, you know how I feel about $175 million. Oh man. Uh okay, so anyways, the song starts. Oh yeah, those 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 famous opening musical notes of the synth or whatever the hell that is, the percussion. And uh you think you think the the just like black scro- the scrolling credits are going to come up, but a screen pops into view and should we go on to the next part? Yes, indeed. So those lyrics, I, I've never ever known those lyrics until 
we've I was researching for this, but they're, yeah, they're great. But there actually are other than oh yeah, I always kind of thought it was just you know jumbled marbled like sounds in the background. But he's saying, or something is saying, the the machines are saying the moon, beautiful, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. I think that's where we and stopped, then, so I won't say the next line yet. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we'll say we'll say the next part when it comes up. It's like the moon beautiful. Never knew that so was weird. never knew until I listened to this. <laughs> it's so it's such a weird song, and there's no reason it should have even been a song. So as that's ha- that we're hearing that, we start seeing the cast on the right side of the screen, and this small screen that came in, we see the feet of Edward Rooney, who has been through some shit in this, as as you mentioned yeah, do, in this movie, do a, do a quick recap. He's been hunting for for uh, Ferris the whole day. Yeah, he has his obsession with finding Ferris for some reason. Uh, he's played by Jeffrey Jones, by the way, uh, who is probably most infamously known for uh, a child pornography. Man, uh, you just you just went right into it, didn't you? I, I, here's how. Here's, thing that pops in my head. here's what I was gonna say. He's most known for this role. But for those for those who don't know, in 2004 or 2005, he was arrested on some child pornography and like, I don't even know what, sex with a minor or something like that, or solicitation of sex with a minor, I think. I don't think he ever actually had any physical contact with anybody. But he's a sex offender. And yeah. he has, uh, I think he's actually maintained some work, because I, I think there was a, a movie... Oh, what the fuck? He was on a. He was in a Deadwood. He was in the Deadwood movie recently. Yeah, and then, but like right around the time where like people were finding out about his his legal troubles, he was in some like crappy comedy movie or something. Um, I forget what it was called, but anyways, he had to register as a sex offender, and he and he is he is one. So there you go. We get that out of the way. And the reason it it pops in my head is because. Uh, the premise of this movie is he's chasing around a high school boy. Technically, <laughs> <laughs> that's a uh, that's a very good point, and that's fair. That is fair. Uh, I, I just okay. I looked up the movie was called "Who's Your Caddy." He was in the movie. It's a comedy with like fucking uh, uh, Big Boy and Faison Love. Uh, anyways, he's in it, and apparently he was filmed in like North Carolina or something, and the community was pissed when they found out that he was a sex offender because there was like families and kids on set and stuff like that. So if you're a big, who's your Taddy fan, there's a little tr- fun fact for you or not so fun. Fact we'll, for you. Yeah. We'll, we'll bring that back up when we do the, who's your Caddy credits. <laughs> Can't wait. Can't wait. <laughs> Can't wait to do who's your Caddy. One of my all time favorites. Okay. So anyway, yeah, now that we got that out of the way. Yes. Okay. So also Jeffrey Jones had, I assume that killed his career, obviously, because he was in everything when I was a kid. Yeah, I mean that he had about two decades, or at least fifteen years or more, of just getting roles based on his role in this movie, pretty much. So yeah, well, he was he was in Amadeus before this, and that's how he got this true, role, true. apparently. Yeah, yeah. But then, obviously, like right around this time, he was in Beetlejuice. Yep, yep. And that was that was a big role. Mm-hmm. He was in one of my favorites as a kid. That's one of the worst movies of all time. But Howard the Duck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ultimate bomb. Yeah. He was in everything. So the moral of the story is um, don't uh, get involved in child pornography. That, that's a pretty good moral, if, I think. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if it needs to be the moral of this story, but it can just be... Not our story, not yours <laughs> yeah. and mine. Yeah, I don't want it to be the, the, the moral of the credit store or credit scoring team. You're, you'll notice I did not play the oh yeah button. <laughs> not yet, but <laughs> I, have, I see your finger on the trigger there, so take it easy. Okay, so Dean Rooney, 
is he's had he's been through some shit. He does not thwart uh, Ferris's day off, and he gets he's been attacked by a dog. Attacked by a dog, didn't he get kicked in the nuts by uh, Ferris's sister? Not not in the nuts. She kicked him. She kicks him three times in the face. Okay, like, okay, just. Pew, pew, and it's impressive that she could even kick because like he that. has a bloody lip too in this in this end credit scene. Yeah. So the the sister the sister genie played by Jennifer Grey of uh, Dirty Dancing fame, obviously, and he's attacked by their Rottweiler, which is something I find interesting. It just seems funny that that family had like this vicious Rottweiler yeah, at home. That's true. I mean, Rottweilers are pretty nice, though. I know, but this one that's, wasn't. This one. <laughs> well, this one was like foaming foaming at the mouth. <laughs> ready to ready for blood it's a guard dog you know but it, it may have had rabies you're right so that that's they should look into that um okay so he is worse for wear he is beat up he's limp he's yes. limping and he his car's been towed that's right his car gets towed he, par- he parks at a he parks at a fire yeah and which is so stupid because there's so many there's so much parking on that like suburban suburban street you know so anyways that was dumb but he's walked in, he's hurting, and the bus pulls up, or is about ready to pull up here. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Oh, we should say that, okay, I think you already said it's a split screen. So the credits are on the right, which you already said. And one thing that's interesting to me, I don't know, just I, I'm a big guy. I love fonts. Uh, all of the characters are all lowercase, and all of the actors' names are all caps lock, like uppercase for the cast. Just just something to, you know, for the fans at home. That is... Like that is if we if this show was actually just about the credits, <laughs> that's kind of the shit we'd be saying every week for an hour. <laughs> Ferris Bueller, all lowercase. Matthew Broderick, all uppercase. If you, you catch black background, <laughs> the, te- the text is white. And thank you for listening to Credit Score. Pretty interesting. Ed Rooney is fourth listed. He's listed above uh, Jennifer Grey, and she was pretty big at the time, right? So yeah, but I think that's right as far as leads go in the movie. Yeah, I guess you're probably you're right. You're right. You're, that makes it's, sense. It seems about right on the list. That makes sense. So we haven't mentioned yet. Sloane uh, Peterson is the girlfriend played by Mia Sarah. Right. I like her name. It's fun to say Mia Sarah. Mia Sarah. Oh, I thought you meant Sloane Peterson. That's also fun to say. No, no, the the real actress's name. Yeah, Sloane Peterson's a good name too. Sloane Peterson. Yeah, we see her. So she's third after Broderick and Ruck. Yep. The ages, because we like to say that whenever there's teenagers in a movie, because it's always that was next on my notes. Max, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. okay. Well, well, F- Ferris and Cameron are supposed to be eighteen. They're seniors. Yeah. Uh, Sloane is a year younger. She's seventeen. She's a she's a junior. Mm-hmm. Matthew Broderick was twenty three. When he yeah, played so Ferris. Not, not, too, not too bad as far as Hollywood goes. Yeah. Alan Ruck was 29 when he played Cameron. So that's pretty big. Yeah. That, that's pretty bad. Yeah. And uh, Mia Sarah was 18. Mm-hmm. So she's she was pretty much playing her age. Yeah. Then. I read that uh, John Hughes couldn't believe she was actually that young. He thought he thought she was older because she was like pretty mature and like smart and stuff. So and then sounds like a line to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm just saying. Hey. Whatever. And then Alan Ruck said that he was worried about being old, but then he realized that he was like he looked like he was 12 when he was 18. So he thought I was all right. So it all. Yeah. I think, I think he totally like, as far as like some of the other stuff we've done where we they have like older people playing high school kids. I think this was okay. Yep, I agree. Okay. Let's, let's carry on. If everybody wants to see the rest of the credits, uh, you can look on IMDb, but it's just listing some notable ones. Maybe or or uh, Ben Stein is the economics teacher. Uh, Edie. Wait, what was her name? Was her name? I thought her name, I thought she had a name in the movie. Edie McClurg. School secretary is what she's listed as, but I thought she Grace. Grace, yeah. Grace. Grace. Yeah, why would they list her as school secretary and not Grace? That's kind of weird, right? 
I don't know, but she has one of the best parts in the movie where she has like to be on the phone pretending to be Ed Rooney and the, the guy's like, because he, he's running around trying to do something. So she's on the phone and he's going like on the other line, like Mr. Rooney. And she's like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> that's right. What, what was she famous for? She was in a lot of sitcoms, right? Like She was in a lot of stuff too. Yeah. Wasn't she on um, Small Wonder? I think so. Yeah. We're going to do those credits at some point. Yeah. Edie McClurd is one of those ladies that if you look her up, you'll recognize her instantly from back in the day and like the 90s sitcoms and stuff. So heavy Chicago accent, especially in this movie. Yep. Yep. Indeed. Indeed. All right. Should we play a little bit more here? Keep keep on trucking. Yeah. Well, you also forgot that uh, Charlie Sheen is also on these right. credits. I did. He's credited as. That's a big one. Credited as boy in police station. But I think he did have a name, though. I'm going to look it up real quick. Hang on. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Garth. Apparently. Do you remember that at all? I don't know. Garth. No, I don't remember that at all. He's I, I see him credited as Garth Volbeck in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, but he's also just credited simply as Boy in Police Station. So maybe there's like a maybe that's like a fun fact where like his name was listed or something on in the movie. Hmm. At, I don't know, but there you go. That's all I got. What else you got for characters there? You got uh Ferris's parents, Cindy Pickett and Lyman Ward? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, so, well, here's just a funny story is that they met on the set uh, of this movie. They got married. No kidding. Uh, got divorced a few years <laughs> after, but hey, hey, it's a genuine love story. There's some love. And did you know that there was actually supposed to be two younger siblings to Ferris that were completely cut out of the movie? Did you know that? No, no. Yeah, apparently, I read that like John Hughes was so crazy about shooting like like so many scenes, and he wanted the character like so many characters... And, but he kind of the way he does it is he has like a ton of kind of a separate storylines. So they were able to just completely cut them out because the original director's cut of this movie is like two hours and 45 minutes long. So they had to like chop an entire hour out of it pretty much. Wow. So I can't imagine what like that's way too long. Yeah, he, and he, he, <laughs> what, what else could be in there? Hughes was quoted as saying like I develop characters and like I don't edit my scripts. So I shoot it like it is and we edit it on the like on the video, you know, like the cutting room floor or whatever. So that's how he did it. I guess it worked out pretty well. But and he wrote the script in like a week, too, by the way, because it was like right before a writer's strike or something. So he had like one week to turn it in before like the you know shit went down with striker striking and stuff. And he got it done in a week. So there you go. That's I, he was like insane with the kind of. Yeah, he had like apparently like how quickly he could churn stuff out. Yeah, yeah like laser focus. He just like locked himself in a room for a week and, and cranked it out. So, well, that sounded a little gross. He, did, he went in a room and focused on writing the script. I don't know about cranking cranking one out. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Let's move forward. All right. Uh, by the way, you mentioned that this song kind of like uh is like whenever you see like something like lusty and like obviously like yeah, yeah. I just played it now. So in a in a 2014 article on the Dissolve website, I don't know what the Dissolve website is, but I just found this funny. It says it suggests the song is used to metaphorically represent lust, <laughs> dot dot dot, and cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that is just one person's interpretation of it, and they just happened to write it, and it got picked up on Dissolve. <laughs> but I mean. When these guys were writing that song, I'm sure there's a lot of lust and cocaine going on. Well, that's true, and we also didn't say the next lyrics. Have we even gotten there yet? Or are we? Still no, it's stuck? time. It's time. It's time okay. to move along. I okay. think. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Okay, I'm gonna stop it there. Okay. 
So what were those lyrics that we hear as Rooney continues to kind of grimace down the street? So he's he's wobbling down the street limping, and you hear after after the moon beautiful, it's the sun even more beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> what what lyrics? <laughs> what lyrics? I love it. Uh, by by the way, Rooney is as he's walking bef- before the bus pulls up, is mumbling something. Actually, it's when you see his feet, he's mumbling something. I tried so hard to make it out. I didn't even notice that, that he was actually yeah, saying something. I, yeah. I see. listen very closely. And so he mumbles for years. I've been chasing this kid for years, but then he says something else and I can't, I can't make it out no matter how many times I listened. The music's wow. too loud. And then, and then the bus pulls up and we, she says, Hey Rooney, right? Yeah. The bus driver pulls up, but before we get to the bus driver who I've got a lot to say about. So, so we're, we're supposed to believe that Rooney has just been, he hates Ferris Bueller so much. And he's, this is, he's been, he's been after him since God knows when, at least all of high school. Again, it does not bode well for the information we now have. True, true. And by the <laughs> way, did you know that I, I never knew uh, as a kid, there's a famous Simpsons episode where Principal Skinner is chasing after Bart all day long who, when he played hooky. I didn't know that it was inspired by this until obviously way later in life. But See, you probably, because you missed out on those 80 movies, you missed half the Simpsons references. I, I probably up. did. I probably did. That's true. I have to go back and rewatch all of them. <laughs> so we're going to move on pretty much from stories about this song. But first of all, I cannot emphasize enough how ridiculous this song is. <laughs> but <laughs> this is from a book about the story of their album that this song was on. The album was called Stella. It's by the book is by Jonas Warstead. And okay, so describing the composition of Oh Yeah, Blank said, quote, first I did the music and then I invited Dieter to sing along and he came up with some lines which I thought, no, Dieter, it's too complicated. We don't <laughs> need that many lyrics. <laughs> I had the idea of just this guy, a fat little monster, sits there very relaxed and says, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So I told him, why don't you just try to sing on and on? Oh, yeah. Dieter was very angry when I told him this. And he said, (laughs) are you crazy all the time? Oh, yeah. Are you crazy? I can't do this. No, no, no. Come on. Come on. And then he said some lyrics like the moon beautiful. Is this too much? And I said, no, it's okay. And then he did this. And then he did this. Oh, yeah. And at the end, he thought, yeah, it's nice. He loved it himself also. And also, I wanted to install lots of human noises, all kind of phonetic rhymes with my mouth. You hear lots of noises in the background, which are done with my mouth. That is the (laughs) full quote. And that was not Dieter, but the other guy. That was the... the (laughs) The Boris guy, or was that? That was uh, Boris Blank talking about yeah, yeah, Dieter yeah, pretty Boris. much got and it, making the song. It. I want to also emphasize that this man turned this song into $175 million. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Like, why can't we have a lucky break like that? I guess we just got to start making some songs. Just going with it. We are after this, Gary. I want you to just like, <laughs> I, I want you to sit there like a fat little monster, which you've nailed so far. I can do that. I can do that. <laughs> and then maybe I'll just go like, that's already (laughs) something like that how's that that work adam sandler turning into scooby-doo very slowly (laughs) (laughs) okay i was singing uh i was singing the abcs to parker earlier like a b c d e f g maybe we could do something out of that that could be that could be a hit just like the death metal version yeah pretty much pretty much she was loving it (laughs) She was loving it. So anyways, all right, let's, let's, let's go ahead. 
All right, let's let's uh, will the song. We're gonna pretty much put the song behind us, even though it's yeah. We, we've said all the only other lyrics in the song are "Oh yeah," and then at one point, "Beautiful" again is repeated. Beautiful. Yeah, the song is an enigma. I could do six podcast episodes about this song. Indeed, but indeed. we've got it's time to move on because we're this is about the rest of the credits as well. Yeah, so you're at the 43 second mark. So there's some other there's some other credits in there. You get the pizza man, the girl in a pizza joint. Who is Deborah Montague? She she has like the, if I remember correctly, the girl in the pizza joint. There's a movie mistake in the movie where I remember reading about this, where like Rooney flinches and he's not supposed to flinch because he was expecting to get hit by water, but she's like oh. just, she's just drinking the water. She's just drinking her soda. Yeah, she spits she spits her soda on him, so he flinches before it hits him. Exactly, I guess. exactly. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So any, anyways, got it. A little fun fact for you. I got it. That's all I got. So Rooney's walking on the sidewalk and the school bus pulls up next to him and the bus driver opens the door and kind of like is driving next to him and says, Hey, Mr. Rooney. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. She and that's where we were. Exactly. Yeah. What's going on? Did you get in a fight? So she says, Hey, Mr. Rooney, what's going on? Did you get in a fight? Yeah. And she, and this bus driver is, interesting look to her i don't is she in the movie the rest of the time i don't, I don't remember her no, at all no this is the this is her only appearance okay yeah her name is and her credits on the screen right now actually she's at the very bottom she's dd resher and she has like a an umpire hat on like a blue basic umpire based cap and then like a, a a cardigan but not on her arms just over her shoulders right a, yeah seafoam green and she's just rolling along Asking Rooney if he's all right and if he got into a fight. That's it. Yeah. So, and, and he, and he kind of like, wait, he bats her away. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's like, please, like, leave me alone. He does like that motion, the hand motion. Yeah. Like that. Like I, just, the, the one that, the one that I do to you pretty much whenever <laughs> you're like trying to talk to me or, yeah. <laughs> whenever I show up at your, whenever I show up at your door and I'm like, hey, it's time for another podcast. You're like, no, 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 no. Not, not tonight. Yeah. I yeah. do that all, I do that all the time. So, so I said I wanted to talk about this bus driver. She does. Look, God bless her heart. She does some of the worst acting driving (laughs) I've ever seen in the world. You you know, like she she's just driving straight, right? She's and very slowly. I know you're going to say this is a problem in many many movies, but do go on. Sure, sure. But this in particular, she's not driving very fast. It's going very slow. It's going the same speed as Rooney walking. So the bus is going very slow. And he's walking slow. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but she has her hands on both, you know, like 10 and 2, and she is turning it. it it's it's It doesn't match the slow driving in a straight line that she, she should be doing. She is. She's steering the wheel back and forth, like, pretty quickly and a lot. Like, the bus would be going all, would be squiggling all over the road, pretty much. <laughs> and she also, she also doesn't glance back at the road in front of her the entire time. She's just talking out the side of the window <laughs> driving like that, too. That That's true. That's true. But, I mean, you know, she... If there's nobody on the street and they're crawling along, she's probably okay there. But still, I, I see your point. I see your point. That's how people get hit. And uh, <laughs> is this the time to bring up to bring up the car accident that is related to this movie? Wait, is there a car accident related to this movie? It's kind of related to this movie. No, I don't even know that. Well, it's very sad. Oh, oh, no, 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 no. The didn't like Matthew Broderick kill somebody. Yeah, he was actually with Jennifer Grey in Ireland oh after God, this movie. Yeah. They were like secretly yeah. dating. And yeah, there was a... Anyway. No, this was not the time to bring that up. 
I actually forgot that it was related to this movie. I thought it was a different one for some reason. Oh, but you didn't read it like 16 times in your research? No. I, this? Oh. I, I didn't actually. I couldn't avoid it. <laughs> so he was doing like press and in, in Europe for it or they were just on a vacation or something? I think they were just on a vacation. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And he got into a car accident and somebody died. Yeah. Yeah. Two, I think two people died. Oh, my God. Well, you know, that really puts a damper on my fun fact that I was getting ready to say. Great. Should we end this now? I'm going to do it anyways. I'm going to do okay. it anyways. So I just said that you can see the bus driver credit, right? Yeah. DD Rusher. Right uh-huh. above right above her credit is girl on bus, Polly Noonan. Right. And so she is in the rare, uh, I don't know, rare category of having her credit read in a movie in the end credits before she even appears in the movie. It's her only appearance in the movie. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah right? Because, yeah. Because she doesn't come until right after this, right after this, which we're going to talk about. But Polly Noonan has her end credits credit revealed before she's even on in the movie. So pretty interesting. All right. I, I guess even the bus driver is pretty much at the same time, but you know, Polly is not even on there yet. So now that Gary spoiled this for everyone, and we know that we're going to end up on the bus and see some of these kids, <laughs> let's proceed. Oh, and we see the stunt people creeping in too. A lot of stunt people. A lot of stunt people. Louis Anderson's name is on there too. There's another uh, name that people might know. Yeah, in yeah, the yeah. Credits. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Which is funny. He doesn't have a line in this movie. He's just the. Uh, I can't even remember what he's in. What he does in this movie. He's always oh, a flower delivery man. That says right there. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm an idiot. <laughs> can't remember what he does. How about look at his credit numbnuts? I told you I'm going to out idiot you today. <laughs> you, yeah, you're definitely winning this one. <laughs> If you ask me, will Gary out idiot me on this podcast episode? My answer would be. <laughs> nice. Okay. Done. Here's the thing. Is it. Do you say chicka chicka or do you say chicka chicka or. I say, I say chicka chicka. That's what chicka, I say. Chicka. And that's what yeah. I think it is. But my friend, my best friend, I think he said it's. He thinks it's chitta Hmm. And I always used to fight with him on it. No, it's Chicka Chicka. Chitika. Chitika. C H I C K A. Chicka Chicka. Chicka Chicka. That's what I think, anyways. But, anyways, let's go on. Let's move on. Want a lift? Good stop. Okay, so, so go ahead. Describe what we just saw there. It's kind of a long, it's kind of a drawn out, you know, process here. They're trying to get through these credits. They've got a whole scene going on. They got the do bow bows going on. So, and she she asks Rooney if he wants a lift. Yeah, you want a lift? And she's kind of encouraging him. And he he's he's walking. And he's thinking about it. His immediate reaction is kind of like very quick, like no way. And then hey, he kind of considers it. Yeah, he has no car. He's in pain. He's like, what the fuck? I, I might as well get a lift back to the school or, or whatever the hell is going to happen here. Assuming that she's going to drop all these kids off and then take them back to the school. Me and my, me and my wife talked about this earlier today. I'm yeah, really okay. Sure. There's a lot of stuff we have to we have to question here because he's going to get on this bus and it's filled with kids. Yeah. So is he going to sit there while she drops off all these kids and then he's going to get to get back there? That's what I think. And that's what my wife, that's what my wife thinks too. Just walk. Yeah. It, just walk. Just, well, I mean, maybe he's pretty far away. But- no, it's, it it has to be a public school, I'm assuming. So it ha- yeah, can't be that far away. It's still probably relatively far. I mean, maybe not super far, but like 
it's the afternoon. We know school's over, right? Because Ferris has already had his hooky day. So I'm assuming she just, or, or maybe she's going to take him to the school and then go drop the kids off. Either way, he, he's down with it, though. He's down with it. Okay. This is where we need to get into this part of the, this issue is. Okay. We know based on Ferris trying to get home and talking about the time and what time it shows as he's trying to get into that, into his bed before his parents get home, that mm-hmm. it's 6 p.m. or later here. Oh, really? Technically, yes. If this is supposed to be after all of his events, yeah, you're and right. After you're right. after he was confronted by Jeannie and Ferris in the back back of the house, Bruni. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of time continuity errors in this movie. Sure. Yeah. Well, first of all, the whole day couldn't have happened with everything they do in <laughs> that short period of time. That's that's yeah. different. This that's not credits. <laughs> we won't mm-hmm. get into that. But yes, True. but this is. So it's technically like 6 p.m. ish, and it's a bus full of kids that are just now getting home. Okay, so may- maybe maybe they had an extracurricular activity, some sort of uh, I don't know. They're they're part of the glee club or the debate team or uh, some some after school thing, and they're and they're coming back. Maybe they're coming back from it. That makes that actually makes more sense, right? Because maybe they were on the Scholastic Bowl or the math team or something like that, and they went to an event. Or like on a field trip or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A like, field trip. Okay, so, and that that that's the only way it makes a little more sense because you you come back later for those. You get in a little later. You have you, you know you go to the, maybe they went to the city for the day or something. Oh, that's dangerous. They probably all saw Ferris out there. <laughs> Good point. But either way, okay. So that that made sense. We we can move along from that. I'm, I'm willing to accept that. Okay. Well, I have an actual answer for you. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. So apparently, this was a scene cut from the movie. Oh, okay. And decided to use it for the end credits. Yeah, I I think this happened after Jeannie threatened to call the police on Rooney or something like that. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Which still, I don't know how he gets back to the house after whatever. But so, yeah, so that that's why there's kids on the bus at this time, apparently. Got it. But doesn't the dog attack him right before this, though, also? Yeah, yeah. This is all after the dog attack, after Jeannie attacks him. I know, but the dog attack happens right as Ferris gets home, right? That's what I'm saying. There has to be a point where this happens, this bus scene happens, and then Rooney gets back over there to confront Ferris. I don't know. Mm, okay. Well, whatever. Let's let's not dwell on it. We can just spend the rest of the time talking about this if you want, because <laughs> it's, it's bothered me this entire week. I, I agree. It bothered me today, too. So, all right. I want to just point out one uh, credit that flickered past was the music supervisor, uh-huh. uh, Tarquin Gotch, because I'm assuming that, that that person had a lot to do with the soundtrack, maybe. Oh, yeah. And it's a good soundtrack. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That's all I had. Lots of lots of really other great movies, uh, movies music in this. Yeah, there's a ton of great music. Yeah, that's yeah. one of the things I remember. Do you think he it. really had that much? Like, I, I assume it was all John Hughes's pick, and the music supervisor's job is to get the rights to it. Yeah, you're probably right. That, that probably, you're probably that, that made sense. But still, shout out to Tarquin Gotch, because I also like the name. And then associate producer Jane Vicarilla, another good name. Jane Vicarilla. I like it. Vicarilla. Yeah, that's it. Okay. And then the bus driver says, come on. She like gives him a little like friendly, chewing dumb smile wink to come on, come on board the bus. Yeah. 
He's not on the bus yet. God, it takes forever. Rooney's still not on the bus yet, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we we finally got some of those sounds in the song too, like those really high pitched whiny sounds mm-hmm. with the with the synthesizer or whatever. Yeah, so now we're doing. A, I mean, he's really taking a long time deciding if he wants to get on this bus or not. Just a really, it's it's cruciatingly long when you're watching the end credits. <laughs> Yeah, when you're really di- like diving into them, it's just like, okay, get on the bus already, buddy. Yeah. So he he like he like straightens his tie. He kind of like tries to make himself look a little more presentable. Yeah, he's he knows he's about ready to face some uh, some some looks and some mockery from these kids. He's about ready to hop on the bus with because he's the dean. Everyone hates the dean, right? I, I mean, we're gonna find that out soon, right? That's right. Let's go. Okay, so with more of those, oh yeah, beautiful, <laughs> we get, uh, he turns towards the bus and there's a close-up of his ankle, which is like bloody and mangled from that Rottweiler attack. Yeah. He does a pretty sharp turn and pivot though on the sidewalk there. Yeah, it's very dramatic. Yeah. And I just want you to pay special attention. He leaves the sidewalk, which is what, what would you say, about 10 feet maybe from the bus? Yeah. And there's like a grassy area there, like a grass easement there. Mm-hmm. And just just remember that I said that. Okay, we'll come back to that okay. before it gets on the bus. Okay. 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 So we we've sent we've seen a bunch of credits. It's just a bunch of nonsense, you know, like dolly grips and. Uh, don't worry, we haven't seen the key grip yet. Don't worry, I've been paying attention. Key grip. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, key grips are very important. You'll find out why later. Also, yeah. very important to this podcast is Sister Act Two, Back in the Habit, and credits, <laughs> which are coming. Don't worry, everyone. Uh, I think the the core. I, I welcome the quarantine days because it's keeping that off the uh, off the radar for a little while. I don't know. We might have to get to it. I just want to say that we did see a first company grip, Tom Ramsey, and a second grip, and a dolly grip. Uh, named Daniel Jimenez, and, and a boom operator named Greg Elgasoff, and a cable man named Jeff Lane. All right, I'll stop. You were really like doing the actual credits <laughs> that we were talking about earlier. There's a, a bajillion credits I didn't say. I just wanted to point those out. Uh, dog trainer. <laughs> Sorry, dog trainer Scott Hart. So there's your there's the guy who trained the... Uh, right, under, right, under, right underneath Dog Supplied by Dennis Grisco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, That's the Rottweiler, I assume, right? Yeah. Now, one thing I do see there, interesting credit, orchestration, Alf Clausen. Haven't we talked about him before? Oh, yeah. He's he's a big uh, composer. I, didn't he do... Uh, there was a big one that we did. Like Simpsons or, or Family Guy or something. Hang on. I'll, I'll look it up. Yeah. Just happened to see that right now, actually. Did he do Alf? Alf Clausen. Yeah, he did. He did work. He worked for the Simpsons. Uh, let's see. I know we did. We covered him somehow. I totally remember Alf Clausen. Moonlighting, Weird Science, Fears, Bueller's Day Off, Elf. Yeah, you're right, Elf. Yeah, yeah. Nice I was. Like, yeah, how can we forget that? Because we we're like, oh, the, com- right. the guy who did the music for Elf yeah. is named Elf. <laughs> yeah, idiots. Anyways, that was just a random callback I noticed right there. Yeah, go listen to our Elf episode. It's a good episode. So Rooney finally gets on the bus. He, we watch him get on. And kind of like from the student's point of view, and then it cuts to Rooney's point of view, and we see all these students staring at him like, holy shit, he actually 
on the bus. Yep, like they can't believe Dean is on the bus, and he looks like he like he does too. Yeah, and so now Rooney is going to totally like uh, uh, Forrest Gump seats taken his way to the back of the bus. (laughs) Now it's a very it's a very full bus. It looks like it's about I don't know ten twelve rows, and there's two people in each seat on each side, and he's walking toward the back or getting ready to. I paused it right here. First of all, there were some like new like noises in the song, like oh, there was like oh. <laughs> like uh, like Dieter was like, and maybe I uh, I <laughs> I sound like Tarzan swinging from the the trees. <laughs> That's exactly what that is, just out of nowhere. <laughs> and Boris is like, no, god damn it, Dieter. He's like, yeah, but what about I throw more beautiful? In? <laughs> Yeah, okay. One more beautiful. As long as you sound like fat little monster. <laughs> All right, so why do we stop it here at those, 209? What, what accents were those that we were doing? I don't Russian, maybe? <laughs> <laughs> it's that was John Voigt and Anaconda. <laughs> That's the only accent we should all do. <laughs> so I paused it on these because there's two students. At the if if you're following along at home, by the way, we post the credits and all other clips on creditscorepodcast.com and on like our Apple's notes and stuff like that. If you're following along or if you're gonna go look at these credits at 209 mark, there's two like androgynous uh students that look like they could both be Robert Smith and the cure. Like it's so <laughs> it's so funny. Their their hair and makeup, and I can't the, tell if they're male or female. Well, the ones that are right, you mean like the redheads? Yeah, the two that like both have all that makeup on. They look just like yeah, Robert yeah, yeah. Smith. I think they're, they're twin sisters to me. Is what they look like to me. Are you sure they're twin brothers that dress like Robert Smith? That's a great. That's a great point. I'm trying. You're right because if I go back a little bit further, I think when you see them from afar, yeah, I think they're twin girls. See, I, and I, I think, think they're guys. Interesting. All right. Well, everybody should let us know if you're out there and you want to take a look. It's at the two o nine mark. Yeah, two o eight. Let's let's take an official vote if you want to. You yeah. can you can uh, DM us on on Instagram Credit Score Podcast or on Twitter Credit Score. Yep. Uh, email Credit Score Podcast at gmail I always let Gary uh, say the email because he doesn't get to go into any of the emails, so <laughs> I just let him say it. I just point out we're we're using YouTube Ferris Bueller ending ending credits. Yeah, we link to them. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. You already said that. So it's around the 208, 209 mark on the left-hand side of the bus. There's these two people. They're, they're wearing lipstick, though. So does Robert Smith. They look I just know, like Robert but, Smith. I know. That, but this that is was the look. That was look. They, listen, they could be like flock listen, of seagulls. This is the Chicago suburbs in the 80s, all right? They're, they're, not, they're just they're girls dressed in 80s attire. I don't know. Have, with, with an 80s no, look. I think they're I just... I think you're wrong. No. You're I way think, wrong. Yeah. All right. Well, can I point one more thing out at this point? Sure. That's what we're here for. Uh, on the uh, in the actual credits, what do you see that right below the gaffer? Oh, we got key grip. That's right. I had that one marked, baby. We got key grip. John Hudasek, H U D A Hudasek, almost Hudasek. Uh, John H U D A C E K. John Hudasek. It's a key grip call out. John, uh, we apologize in advance. Just yeah. for what we do with key grips. No, yeah. we, mean, we mean no offense. 
no no offense whatsoever. We love key grips actually. Yeah. Uh, I just had a I just had a, a quiet down uh shush from my wife, so I have to quiet down just a smidge. <laughs> just a smidge. <laughs> Uh, no more. You can't do any more. Uh, oh yes, the wine's ticking in. I'm getting a little too loud, I guess. So, did you get a text or a sh- an actual shush? I got a, a a text shush. You know the the emoji that has the shush. I got that. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, Gary will be whispering for the rest of this episode. This this is married life with a kid, with a toddler in a small condo. You have to you only have one room, one area to do things, and you got to be quiet after eight eight or nine p.m. So Gary's gonna about to sound like he's on NPR for the rest of this yeah. episode. I, I'm Ira Glass here with NPR. This week we're looking <laughs> three stories about uh, Ferris Bueller. Uh, all right, let's go on. Okay. Okay, so Rooney makes his way through the bus towards the back, and he's kind of looking back and forth at all the different students that are just like looking at him, like I can't believe all, this is happening. They're all gawking at him, just like yeah. mouths mouths agape, and giving him just like completely shocked looks, basically. Right, and he comes to the one empty seat on the bus with the girl you mentioned before, Polly Polly Noonan. That's right. She's se- she's literally second or two rows up from the back. So he already had to walk all the way to the back almost. She's uh got these heavy, heavy Coke bottle glasses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And she's just kind of like looking up at him, and that's the spot he's gonna take. She has like a she has a little like blonde bob haircut, and she has a very interesting outfit. It's almost like a is it a blue or sorry a green uh, bow tie. Is that like a little miniature green bow tie she's wearing? Yeah, like I guess so. Like, or yeah, I don't know what that it's, is. It's really hard to tell. It's very strange. It's it's like she has a white dress shirt with like a dress over it. Yeah, it seems more like something a little kid, like a, a little kid's parents would dress them in. Exactly. Yes. Yes. So I have a funny story about Polly Noon and this girl. She she said that, uh, that the lenses the prop department put together distorted her vision and made her nauseous. <laughs> Because they were so bad, like, and that they were so heavy, she had to uh, keep her head in a certain position, or they would keep falling off her face because they were so heavy. These big, thick lenses—they really do look super heavy. Like, yeah, they look like they look way more than any glasses I've ever seen. Like, yeah, like coat bottle wise. Yeah, I mean, it works for her character. Like, kind of makes her like sit with her shoulders up, and like, but I think she's sitting like that because they're so heavy, and she can't move her yeah. head that much. Exactly. And she's supposed to be kind of an a, a, a eccentric nerdy type girl here. So right. All right, let's let's move on. So Rooney sits next to her, not thrilled. She's looking at him funny. Behind them are one of the students was dressed like uh Don Johnson from Miami Vice, like like Sonny Crockett. <laughs> totally. It's, it's I feel like as they're going through this bus that like they're just like put all like the 80s attire on this bus. Yeah, all all of the uh pop culture stereotypes of the time, I guess, or yeah. the trendies, the fads, I guess, all the fads. Even though you don't think those uh gentlemen were dressed like Robert Smith. 
<laughs> Those were twin girls. Okay, let's not go back to it. The, let's let the voters decide. All right, let's see what happens here. She rubs her nose. Mm-hmm. I bet you never smelled a real school bus before. <laughs> it's such a great line. <laughs> It's really funny because she scratches her nose, too. So it's like she's insinuating that she's sniffing, kind of. And then she says, I bet you never smelled a real school bus before, which is such a weird thing to say. (laughs) Yeah, but it's so funny when we're doing these episodes, by the way, during quarantine and everything we've been through, because I'm so aware of people sitting too close together and then like this girl rubbing her nose. Like, it's so weird to like watch movies and you think that now, but like, that's like, I'm, I'm like, they're like, they're all crammed together on this bus. She's rubbing her nose. She's about to hand him something. You know, it's it's gross. <laughs> Everything I watch now, I think that I'm like they're not six feet apart. Like, oh my god, there's so many germs with what they're doing. It's it's insane what our what our minds are so warped right now. But that's how it is. Good old quarantine times. But this was this was long before that. Rooney's not concerned about that. He's more concerned about being a laughing stock. True, true, and he so he. D- after she says that, he kind of just gives like a, he's just staring straight ahead. Yeah. He looks at her and then he just like does not respond, looks straight ahead. Gummy bear? It's been in my pocket. They're real warm and soft. Okay. <laughs> so as this, the music continues to play, you see her kind of like wriggling around mm-hmm. and you hear like some crumpling. <laughs> and I got a really good look at that thing that I thought was a green bow tie. Uh, it's, it looks like it's a green elephant medallion. Okay. It's so it's like, really, it's like, it's like a pin or something that like, yeah, yeah. It's like a, on her collar holding it close. Holding her. Yeah, exactly. And sorry, go ahead about the wriggling around. Yeah. She's wriggling around and she reaches in her pocket and pulls out a gummy bear. And she says, she says, do you want a gummy bear? They're been in my pocket, so they're really warm and soft. <laughs> <laughs> so gr- so gross. <laughs> I love it. So Rooney takes the gummy bear and his uh, thumb and forefinger, and let's proceed. Just really quick, we missed the credit for Oh Yeah, because it's at 252, by Boris Blank and Dieter Meyer. It was performed by Yellow, courtesy of Electra slash Asylum Records. And uh, arrangement with Warner Special Productions. But that's not all. At 2.56, the Star Wars main title was used in the movie, right? I'm not sure if you remember that at all. Of course I do. I really don't. When does it happen? So it's when the the two guys steal the Ferrari, the guys from the garage. There's one one shot of them on like their joyride just randomly in the middle of the movie. And it's just like this shot of a road. And you you just hear the Star Wars theme come. And then all of a sudden you see them like leaping this Ferrari. On the road. All right. So do me a favor. Yeah. Go back to 259. Just click back a couple seconds. Uh-huh. And you'll see you'll see the main title for Star Wars. Do you see anything wrong or interesting about that? I just fucking gave it away. Do you see it? Do I see anything wrong with Star Wars main title? Yeah, do you? No. Take a close take a close look. Who's who's it by? John Williams. Okay, and what is what is the main title? Star Wars main title. 
Stars nope. Wars. Stars yes, Wars. <laughs> exactly. You, wow. There's a there's a fucking mistake in end credits. Wow, you might be the only person that's ever pointed it. Ladies and gentlemen, only on Credit Score podcast <laughs> do you get information like this. There is a typo in the Ferris Bueller credits. <laughs> now, I will tell you, I'm not the only person because I found it on a fucking weird ass Reddit thread that I went into last night when I was in the internet throws of weirdness i take back everything i just said he's not the only one <laughs> i had to admit it i found it on some weird reddit thread of that there was a mistake in the end credits so but isn't there that, you go everybody. isn't that funny how your brain works i was staring at that for 15 seconds and i kept reading it to you and i did not see that second s exactly you knew what you wanted to see and that's all you could see so there you go wow yeah anyways and then after that you see the uh, twist and shout credits from the beatles for the parade um Anyways, that, that, that's about it. That's yeah. all I had. Okay, let's see what Rooney does with this uh, gummy bear. Yeah, okay. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of good stuff there, actually. A lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff happened there. So he takes the gummy bear and immediately just throws it in front of him. The kid, he, fl- he like flicks it. Yeah, yeah. The kid to the other side of him in the seat next to him just kind of reacts like, okay. He he gives like a holy shit kind of like he's almost wants to laugh out loud. But yeah, he like, stifle, he like stifles his laughter at, at Rooney flicking the dummy bear. Yeah, yeah. And then and then Rooney looks up at the top of the bus. That's what I think, anyways. Right? He like glances up at the roof of the bus. Yeah, and someone has graffitied or wrote, uh, "Rooney eats it." Yep. Exclamation point. Yeah. Which, by the way, I want to point out that for this podcast episode, Gary and I, on both of our screens, have to put our names at the bottom. And on mine, it says Gary eats it. Yeah. And I forgot to do mine. So it gave me a randomly generated one. And earlier, it said creative producer or something or creative mind or something. Creative presenter. Presenter. That's it. And then we had to close out and come back in. And now it says, my name is Sociable Wires. So I don't know what's up with Squadcast, but they gave you some weird ass names if you don't put one on yourself. Yeah, they gave me Gary Eats It. It's so fucking weird. No, 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 no. It's no. so fucking weird. I mean, like, seriously, like, what does it even mean? Gary Eats It. Yeah, I mean, some, should we, like, some... I don't even know if I should repeat that. I probably should. Gary Eats It. Yeah. Well, if if by it you mean delicious uh, meals from HelloFresh that my wife makes for dinner, then yeah, I guess I do eat it, Max. Okay. What did I tell you about promoting stuff on this podcast when they have not paid us? Hello Fresh. <laughs> Three delicious meals every week right at your doorstep. Hello Fresh. If they did pay us, that would have been very, very slick and smooth <laughs> and just like, yeah. You know, little do you know, I'm actually getting paid a lot by Hello Fresh on the side. <laughs> You're so. just raking in all the money <laughs> from this podcast. Sorry, you said you're at 317? Yeah. Do you see the screenshot in the background of the kid with his mouth agape? Yes. So yeah. <laughs> and it's also a kid in like a weird cowboy hat. Yeah, it's like a it's not even a cowboy hat, it's like a farmer's uh, hat. Yeah, farmer sun sun hat or something. But anyways, that's that's what we're looking at right now. Yeah. So Rooney looks back over at the girl next to him and she like rubs her nose again. One more nose scratch, yeah. Yeah, she kind of sniffs and it like makes him like jerk and look right at her. It's really funny, the timing mm-hmm. of the noise. Yep. Okay, we got a lot of stuff that happened there. 
Rooney then kind of just like looks straight and then he looks over to his left kind of back over at the kid. The kid gets another does another reaction, the same kid on the other side of him. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of awkward, uncomfortable glances back and forth between uh Polly, Noonan, yeah, the blonde the blonde girl, and then the the kid who gave the uh awkward or like the stifling his laughter earlier. And then so he glances down toward look, this is what happens. He glances down towards the kid's crotch. <laughs> It was bound to it was bound to come back. <laughs> and the kid has a binder in his lap that has save Ferris etched on it, which is kind of a running gag in the movie that, you know, Ferris Bueller is sick and all these people are trying to save him. Yeah. It was the inspiration for a punk band, uh, Save Ferris. And, oh, I love Save Ferris as a kid. And it's and it's one more fuck you to Rooney, uh, which is also an inspiration for a band name, Rooney. So there you go. Yeah, two two bands that uh, are they still around? Uh, I'm not really sure. Hmm. But if you have any, if we have any Save Rooney or Rooney or sorry, Save Ferris or Rooney fans out there, let us know. Rooney uh, Rooney Mara also famously named after uh, Rooney from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if that's accurate, but I will go ahead and say do not fact check me on that. I will say yes, it is accurate. Yeah, and then after Rooney sees the Save Ferris uh, book or binder or whatever, he like glances up at the camera. One last fourth wall break. Yeah, there for but- the yeah. Uh, he he's the only character that breaks the fourth wall besides Ferris. He can do it too. Yeah, I mean, it's revealed at the very end. That's amazing. I mean, almost the very end. That is pretty cool. I want the Rooney movie now. Well, not now. <laughs> do you not now? Yeah, I was just saying. No. Do you really want? The Rooney I, I, no, movie? I wanted it then. I don't want it now. I, I don't think you want the Rooney movie. It'll, it'll get you thrown in prison. I think if you get the Rooney movie. Oh, so Jesus. <laughs> um. Okay, so you're at three thirty three. You said right. Yeah. Okay, so after Rooney looks at the camera, there's one last cutaway to the back of the bus, right? Yeah. And the bus is driving away, right? Yes. And remember what I told you to remember earlier? Yes. I, I said about the grass that Rooney was walking on? Right. What are you looking at now? There's grass and a sidewalk. Yeah. The sidewalk is right next to the bus. That's that's an error. Oh, yeah. it was for, The bus was further off the sidewalk. Or the, in the middle of the street? The sidewalk was like 10 feet from the bus, and there was grass next to the bus. So there was like a grass easement there. Huh. So now there's a sidewalk running right alongside the bus, which doesn't make any fucking sense. Uh, I don't know. So it's a mistake. No, it's, don't, don't, I don't know me. It's a mistake. Look, a movie mistake. Stars Wars, Star Wars, it <laughs> doesn't matter. <laughs> you know, I kind of found out that this movie was actually riddled with mistakes when I went on that uh, Reddit thread about all the mistakes. So, you know, whatever. No big deal. Yeah, well, they threw it together in a week. Then they probably shot no, no, it. No. And like the, the script was written in a week, <laughs> yes. not the whole movie. <laughs> I would let's love not, if they not, shot it in a week. Let's not besmirch the uh, the actual production of this movie. Come on, let's not do that. So we got to finish these credits here because. Oh yeah, sorry. So the song ends. The bus. <laughs> Uh, what's it? What's it called when it like a uh, dissolves? It, does, it, it is like a dissolve out. It's not a dissolve. It's like a. It's like a a hole. Oh, what is that called? I forget. Like the screen turns into a black hole. It's like a that's just, all, folks. Kind of exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's what yeah. it's called. I think it's professionally what it's called. It's like it's it's, it's a, that's all, folks. Cut away. Cut yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um, and the screen goes black, and then we get this. We're back in Ferris's house. Mm-hmm. Ferris sees the camera. 
You still here? It's over. Go home. Go. And you get one last great ending. Yeah. Great ending. As, as, as he chews away the, the audience as well. Yeah. So. Yeah. He says, go. Um, and that's it. Those are the end credits of Ferris Bueller's day off. Nice. I feel like these days, uh, like end credits are known for like having a little teaser at the end or something, but this was, this was ahead of its time probably. Right. Yeah, I think so. I think this is one of the ones that kind of kicked it up. We talked with, and, and if you go listen to our uh, episode 14, our Muppet movie one, I think the Muppet movie is one of the ones that's credited with like a whole like end credit sequence. Cause there's something that's going right. on throughout the whole end credits. But right. this one is like with that very like last clip where there's something after the credits, which obviously Almost every movie now, you got to fucking wait till the end of the credits to see if you're missing something because I always True. do. Um, and then I hear about it like weeks later, like, oh, you didn't see the end credit scene. It's the most important part of the movie. It's like, well, why'd they put it there? <laughs> I hate that shit too. So annoying. But that was parodied in Deadpool. Have you ever seen that Deadpool parody? I'm going to yes, pull it up real quick. Yes. So Deadpool comes out like in a similar looking house in the same robe and says this. You're still here. It's over. Go home. Oh, you're expecting a teaser for Deadpool 2. Well, we don't have that kind of money. I'm expecting <laughs> Sam Jackson show up with an eye patch and a saucy little leather number. Go, go. <laughs> <laughs> Sam Jackson with an eye patch and a saucy, saucy little leather number? Love that, Ryan Reynolds. Yep. <clears throat> All right, so we made it. So what is next, Max? I forget what we do. Gary, this is where we pick our highlights and our lowlights, our f- favorite moments of the credits, our least favorite moment of the credits. That's right. Do you want to kick it off? Do you want me to take it? You take your first highlight. Okay. My favorite part of these end credits, the gummy bear girl steals the entire <laughs> scene. Like She is so funny in such a short yeah. period of time with like, two or three lines mm-hmm. and yeah it's 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 my favorite part she's so funny i uh i agree P- polly noonan big shout out to girl on the bus um i have a couple i think musically it was learning that this song has lyrics which are hilarious because i never <laughs> knew that yeah so that was a highlight but as far as visuals go and the acting um the bus driver even though she's terrible at driving a, a fake bus when she doesn't take a hint and she like gives him a little wink and like the come on, get on. Like it's just that that cracks me up because he's just like not having it, but somehow she coaxes him on this fucking terrible situation. So I like that bus driver's end part getting him on the bus. That's that's my Well husband. then then you're gonna hate my least favorite moment because it is the bus driver's horrible fake driving. <laughs> that's fine. The fake driving I did. I understand that. But her little look and like wink and like kind of like as she's like chewing her gum, I love that. So that's fine. Fate driving can be a, it's a, it's a good low light. I get it. I would consider that a mistake, the fate driving. And my low light is the mistake of the grass and the stars wars. Stars wars uh in the credits. So <laughs> stars my low lights are just the mistake. Stars wars. Can you imagine honestly I, I wonder I mean like obviously I wonder if anybody realized that way later and just was like, "Oh fuck. I was in charge of 
I was in charge of editing those end credits, and I left Star Wars in there. Yeah, there's so, there's that. someone who probably like stressed about it, and but then was probably convinced themselves that like no one's going to notice it's the end credits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there will never be two idiots who do a podcast only about beginning and end credits of movies that break it down and fucking search for that shit. Little so. do they know, we are here. We are here to ruin their lives. Do you think that on the Blu-rays and like more more modern uh, versions of this movie, they fix that? I'm going to look into that, actually. I'm going to see if they fix that shit. Probably not, though. Yeah, I wouldn't think so. Maybe they don't. Like, I mean, it's you, a, you never know. It's such a small yeah. error. It, it's charming. It's charming. Yeah. Right, what's, what's next? Uh, I think you know what's next, Gary. Oh, wait. Is it? Hey, Max. Uh, would these credits be better with a lion? Gary, Gary, Rory, Rory, yeah. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. That's the one time I'm gonna let you make a. The one time I'm gonna let you make a lion noise. I, I've been thinking about that all week, and I almost fucked it up. <laughs> so, in our Adam, if you go listen to our Adam's Family episode, if you want to know why we do better with a lion. But my answer for this question is that 100 percent these credits would be better with a lion. Okay, where would you put it? I want a lion bus driver because I bet the lion could do a better job fake driving than that bus driver. <laughs> you know, I don't like this bus driver uh, criticism, but I will say that I want the you, lion. You ripped into the Star Wars guy for twenty minutes. Well, that's because I don't know. That's a nameless, faceless person who fucked that up. It's not the sweet bus driver actress. Uh, my uh, my answer is also yes. Better with the lion. And it would just be subtly, subtly in the the bus. (laughs) Subtle, subtly is what I meant to say. Subtly in the bus. Wait, did you say studly? (laughs) (laughs) Gets me every time. Uh, The lion would be placed on the bus just as like a normal student. It would even have like a little book bag on. It would be totally subtle. And Rooney would just walk by. It, It would be a lion sitting there. Can't sit here, lion. Basically, is what I'm saying. Now, would the lion have uh, Robert Smith the Cure makeup on? No, but it would be sitting across with his, from those with his mane brushed out. It would be sitting across from those girls, those twin girls, and it would probably have a little baseball cap on. It'd be really cute. It'd be an adorable little school high school lion or school age lion. Cubs or the Sox? Oh, White Sox, of course. We didn't talk about course. that, by the way. That they would go to a Cubs game, not a White Sox game. Uh, yeah, John, John Hughes was a White Sox fan, but yeah. they still went to a Cubs game. It was because of uh, time constraints and scheduling. So I, I don't, and I also to, this is Wrigley Field's a better. This field is end credits, to. okay? Max? Yeah, I know. I'm I know. Talking about the movie. Look, I just okay. wanted to fight with a yeah, Chicago native. And I'm gonna beat the shit out of you next time I see you for this. That's what White Sox fans do. All right. <laughs> All right, so we got that. So I think it's treats time. It is treats time, Gary. Uh, Gary likes to call all of the fun clips that I pull for the end. I, I find a lot of like covers of songs, little extra clips that have to do with stuff in this movie. Treats. Yeah, he likes to call them treats. Uh, it makes him salivate for some reason. <laughs> I'm usually salivating. That's true. That's why I'm so glad we're not in the same room right now. Very, very hungry. So the first thing I want to play for you real quick is that there was a TV show Made from Ferris Bueller. Yes, I I do vaguely recall it. Right, and it did not last very long. It was very weird because it was a prequel, technically. Yeah, yeah. So the very opening scene had 
him pull out a cardboard of uh, Matthew Broderick as Ferris Bueller and like uh, he took like a chainsaw to it and said yeah. like he didn't like the portrayal of it and he's going to tell you why and that's where the prequel starts. It's so really it's stupid. Kind of, really stupid. It doesn't even really make logical sense, like linear sense. Yeah, whatever. It's so weird. But uh, Jennifer Aniston played his sister on that, so that's a fun fact. But this was. Uh, did you say Jennifer Aniston? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't you wish you had the button oh, now? Wow. Now I you do. just you just sound like an idiot. <laughs> so I'm going to play that those opening credits just a, for a second because they're really bad. That's it. And there's just, they just repeat, so they just repeat, stupid. yeah, Ferris Bueller and the guy that played Ferris Bueller is just like dancing across the screen with the credits and yeah. stuff. I, I hate it. Yeah, I hate it's it. awful. Don't like it's awful. It's awful. So that's, uh, that's just one thing. I do want to point out one thing though. Ferris Bueller, the sitcom, I think it was competing with um, Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Yeah, which is which like the same awesome. thing pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and Parker Lewis Can't Lose obviously better. And uh, my daughter is named Parker, so y- you know or, you know which which team I'm siding with there. After so. Parker Lewis can't lose, you guys, <laughs> exactly. you and Sarah, uh, notoriously known for <laughs> being huge Parker Lewis. Gary has a giant Parker Lewis can't lose poster right behind him right now as I'm looking at him in his living room. I have a huge back tattoo actually of Parker <laughs> Lewis can't lose. <laughs> it's like the size. It's the size of Affleck's uh, dragon tattoo. <laughs> Trust me, honey. This is going to be so relevant twenty five years from now. You, you were, you were with your wife twenty five years ago. Uh, yes, I was. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm sixty years old. Um, this next clip I want to play for you is when the uh, "It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia" guys do the their uh, version of they call it "Day Bow Bow," but I'll play that little <laughs> clip too. It's, it's from one of the best episodes, the Pepe Silvia episode. If you know that Ooh. show, love that show, love that episode. And then they play that song from the 80s, uh, Day Bow Bow. What the <laughs> hell is Day Bow Bow? Day Bow Bow. 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 Now, Maxius. Hello, beautiful. It's so good. I I could listen to Charlie Day talk and fucking say shit all day long. Yeah, so especially when he's in the beautifuls in that song. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I we post all these clips on creditscorepodcast.com. Go watch them if you want to because they're a lot of fun. Um, this next one I have, Gary, is just a remix of Oh Yeah. I'm into it already. I see you shaking your head. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not loving it. I mean, the original is just so much better. That that brings nothing near to the table. Yeah, whatsoever. But, but where would you hear this version?
If I was, if I was, uh, if I was like a John, a John Wick club scene. Yeah. I was just going to say, if I was rolling on Molly and I was in the club, I would probably be loving that even, even more than the original. So, but I'm not. So there you go. All right. I've got two more for you. This is, I call it the amateur acapella cover. I love acapella. All right. Well, it it takes a little while to get going, but it was it was a valiant effort. First of all, they're saying er bow bow, not day bow bow. (laughs) The the always sunny guys would would not be uh, down with that. I don't think. (laughs) All right. This last one for you is just totally adorable. Okay. It's just a it's a it's a you'll appreciate this a father singing with his young child and maybe maybe you can try and get Parker to sing uh Ubao Pao with you somehow. I will I will and we can post it on our socials. I'm gonna I'm gonna work on it tomorrow night. I just I, like that I kid. To get, I love that little kid's oh yeah. So if you can get Parker I, to do an oh yeah of some sort. I will I will make it my mission to get Parker to say oh yeah like that. I, you know, she actually already kind of does say stuff like that. She'll go like, mmm, when she eats something really good or gets a treat so uh, or a snack. So that's that's good. I, I like broke that. it. <laughs> oh, no. oh no. I broke it. <laughs> oh no. I broke it. All right, that's all I have for you, Gary. This is the part of the podcast where we take these credits and we score them, yeah. like it says in the name of this podcast. And it's a and we're in quarantine, and we're so quar- it's credits. Sco- it's credit scorantine. Credit scorantine. We got a little bit of everything that's in right. there. Credit scorantine, uh, Gary. Yes. First of all, we score on key grips. That's we're bringing the key grips back. One to ten key grips. Mm-hmm. John, John Hudasek, yeah, shout out. John Hudasek, we love you. Uh, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten key grips, Gary, what do the Ferris Bueller's Day Off end credits score? All right, well, here's the deal. You know that a good song always gets you like, for me, it's like over the five right away. If you have a memorable song that that makes the, the credits and resonates with the movie and the movie fans it's over a five so it's already at a six you you throw in for me it's already a six you throw in the funniness of it kind of bringing the story together that that rooney sucks rooney eats it and uh, he's getting one last fuck you at the end that's cool too you throw in the coke bottle glasses girl the bus driver lady who i love they're pretty awesome end credits they're a little slow at times but i understand that that's how end credits go and then you toss in the little uh, addendum at the end with Ferris. They're pretty, pretty, pretty sweet. So I'm going to give the end credits of Ferris Bueller, a movie that I don't even really like that much, my first ever 8.75. How's that? 8.75. Yeah, 8.75. I'm going with a three quarters on this Wow. One. How about that? Wow. Yeah, what do you think? Wow. I, I mean, I support it. I'm going to go a little bit higher. Okay. But right, that's, probably, that's probably because I do have a more of a connection to this movie. But as a kid, 
this like the like I said, this was one of the few movies where like I sat through the credits every time because the credits True. were fun. I loved it as a kid. I, could see that. I loved the scene mm-hmm. as a kid. I love Ferris coming out at the end. Yeah, the song is the best, and you it's stuck in your head for days after after you see this scene. Knowing the lyrics now makes it even better for me. <laughs> yeah, that's an added bonus. <laughs> yeah, and everything in the sequence is just great. And yes, Coke Bottle Glasses Girl, the androgynous duo, everyone we mentioned. <laughs> uh, I give it a 9.5. Wow. 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 9.5. That's that's pretty close to a 10, Max. I'm not sure if you knew that or not. Anyway. All right, so if you add up your 9.5 and my 8.75, that is a final credits score score of 9.125 key grips. I don't think we've ever had a 0.125. No, that's definitely the first, I think. So Ferris Bueller end credits, that's pretty, pretty high there. And I want to say for all of our fans out there to actually watch these credits, because there's so much that we left out. Because I had to start talking quietly, but like the kids on the bus are really funny. Yeah, every yeah li- yeah. If you really go through them and like go like bit by bit and look at all these kids, yeah, look yeah. at the reactions and look at how they're dressed, and it's it's just like uh, j- some of the stuff that like Jeffrey Jones does with like his face and his reactions are hilarious. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. It's it's very good overall. Um, very uh, worthy score of nine point one two five key grips. So yeah, there you go. We did there it. You go. We did it. We made it through another episode. Our listeners somehow made it through another episode. Congratulations yes. to you guys. Yes. Uh, more than yes. us. Thank you very much. We like listening Thank to us. Uh, we're not sure why you like listening to us, but we appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it every single week, Gary. Yeah. If the listeners want to get even more of you, I can't imagine they would. But where can they get more of you? They can get more of me and my sleeveless ways on Twitter at Dudak Attack, uh, on Instagram at GC Dudak, D U D A K. Uh, mostly that's Parker, uh, my daughter related, but still some good stuff. And uh, you can email me at uh, creditscorepodcast at gmail.com. I check all the emails. I've uh, never been in the emails ever. <laughs> You can follow me on Instagram at ruin underscore my underscore week and on Twitter at ruin my week. Other than that, please, please, please leave us some reviews wherever you can leave reviews on Apple podcasts in particular. They help us out so much. But even more than that, if you enjoy this podcast, if you enjoyed this episode, tell a friend or two about us. That helps more than anything. Hey, you can't you can't hang out with your friends right now. You're not supposed to be anyways, so tell a friend and maybe listen to some credit score together, you know? Yeah, it's a good way to kill it's a good way to kill time. If you enjoyed this episode, go listen to another one. Yeah. It doesn't have to end. There's there's fifty two other episodes right now. I recommend the uh the Captain Planet episode or the Dinosaurs episode. Yeah. Or, I, uh, I say go to Saturday Night Fever or Grease or I only mentioned John Travolta movies. <laughs> You know, I'm gonna go watch uh, a John Travolta flick right now. That that we're done. I'm gonna. It's a pretty normal thing for me on on Tuesday, but especially with Cinco de Mayo. Yeah, that's so. uh, everyone does that. They they love yeah. watching Urban I, Cowboy. I imagine that's what the Mexican holiday is for. <laughs> it's for John, John Travolta. Travolta. <laughs> All right, and that how should I tell you? I guess I just got to play the the Du Bao Bao song, right? There's nothing else we could play oh, here. Yeah, no, that's it. Yeah, it, it's a it's a no brainer. Yeah, chicka chicka. We'll take we'll take people out with that. I think. All right, later, buddy. See ya. That's not the right clip. <laughs> 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 <laughs>